Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our broadcast, Help and Hope for Families. I'm Tim Tucker, affiliate staff member of Family Life here in the Pittsburgh area, along with Scott and Catherine Mercer, who are part of our Pittsburgh Family Life team. Good evening, everyone, and Tim, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. And Tom and Pam Jones are with us again. Tom is an associate pastor and a licensed Christian counselor, and Pam is a real estate agent in the Pittsburgh area. So are you all ready for the questions tonight? We're ready, Tim. It's good to be back. Okay, here we go. (laughs) What are the leading causes of divorce today, and what does the Bible teach about divorce? And Catherine, Pam, I'm going to ask your thoughts on that first question. What are the leading causes of divorce today? That is a big place Mm -hmm. to start. Glad they're asking you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we're sitting and thinking together, you know, there's many, many things we could cite. Um, We're selfish people, aren't we, Tim? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and divorce is an easy way to say, I'm not happy. I don't want to be in this relationship. It's too much work. Mm-hmm. It's too inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, doesn't everybody think divorce is the answer? Yeah. You say it all the time, right? Yeah. Sometimes people <laughs> think divorce is the answer, answer to something much deeper yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think in our society, we, we want to solve a problem instantly like a microwave. And so we, we look to divorce to that answer. Um, I also see a huge breakdown of the family and our culture today. That probably is not a new thought to anybody listening in tonight. And as I, I look outward and we get to know so many wonderful couples through the ministry of family life, my heart really breaks for the couples and the individuals who have had such a poor role model to see marriage work well. No wonder they're leaning into divorce because they just don't know what to do. So those are some of the thoughts I have tonight, Tim. Pam, how right. And I, I think when the going gets tough, so to speak, it's easy sometimes just to walk away and say, oh, it'll be easier if yes. I go here or it's easier with someone else, but then they wind up in the same mess that they mm-hmm. were in. Yeah. That's right. Well, statistics have shown that lack of communication is a big issue on the yes. causes of divorce, infidelity, inability to resolve conflicts, drifting apart, financial issues, which is a biggie. Mm-hmm. Some people think they got married for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. different priorities, lack of freedom in some cases, abuse, pornography, drug or alcohol addictions, mm-hmm. abandonment, criminal conviction, someone's in jail, impotency, the famous two words, irreconcilable differences yeah. that you hear mm-hmm. in the courts, mm-hmm. separation, bigamy even, which is becoming an yes. issue these days, mm-hmm. mental illness, or basically not meeting expectations. Oh. And it's interesting that they say that 42% of marriages that happen between the ages of 15 and 46 end by the time the the women turn 46. Tim, can I speak to that just a moment on the the communication, infidelity, conflict resolution, and all of that? What I have discovered in my counseling practice in working with couples 
is I think sometimes we forget that we both bring life experiences into the relationship. And we all are touched and impacted by living in a broken world. And we bring our wounds into the relationship expecting the spouse to do what only God can do. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion is these things are all results of wounded people trying to become one. Yes. And how do we do that? And I think that's why even for good marriages, counseling is still an important tool. So my parents divorced when I was 12. Yeah. And as a child of that product, I brought that dysfunction. Yeah. That brokenness. That lack of understanding about a relationship. And just to see the only thing, the only experience, anything I knew from practical experience was just this, the way my parents worked and all that. I, I just saw... So yeah. here I am thinking, well, um, I, I want to get married. I, I love the mm-hmm. idea. But yet it doesn't work because look what happened to my parents. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. I shouldn't get married. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely, I desperately wanted to. And my poor wife, I'm bringing this junk into our relationship. Yeah. yeah. From what I saw, oh, yeah. the way we deal with things, we yell at each other. And, mm-hmm. I mean, th- my poor wife cannot mm-hmm. hear when mm-hmm. I get loud, she can't hear, but that's all I know. And, and it's got, that's why in, in, in my couples therapy, a lot of what I do is working with helping people identify what I call the elephant in their relationship because they try to avoid, and the elephants are painful situations that both have experienced. And we try to, what people have done is they avoid the pain, so they're avoiding the elephant, and then they try to get good at cleaning up the mess the elephant makes. And so it's identifying that so that we can work together. But anyway, I, I just, I'm convinced that it's the woundedness that leads to a lot of these issues that we spoke to a moment right. ago. Right. Because they both bring junk into yeah, the marriage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. As, our, as Catherine said, many people think that the quick solution is to divorce this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and then all my problems are going to be over. And the challenge of it is I still bring my problems. No matter what relationship I go to, I'm still going to bring me and the issues into the next relationship. That's right. And there's a higher percentage of divorce in second marriages than there are first marriages. Mm -hmm. Approximately 50% of first marriages end in divorce. Approximately 75 to 80% of second marriages Mm -hmm. end in divorce. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, what does the Bible, what does God think of divorce? Well, you know, Tim, when I think of that message, my mind goes to Malachi 2.16 where God Mm. blatantly says, Mm, mm, mm. I hate divorce. Strong words. That was never God's plan Mm. for humanity. Mm -hmm. Notice it doesn't say I hate the person that got divorced. That's exactly right. That's important. That's an excellent point. Folks Mm -hmm. sitting out there listening to this might think, oh, God hates me. Mm -hmm. No. No, God loves you. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. And and, and Scott, the and I, and I appreciate you pointing that out because very often what I find is that when people, especially when they're second marriages, they feel like they failed the first time. Mm-hmm. They don't want to feel like a failure the second time. And this goes so much deeper oh, yeah. than mm-hmm. that. And we look at the overall picture of what God intended for marriage. It makes sense that he would not want that, which goes against what he originally intended, that the one. design intent, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The divorce is a ripping apart of the one that God put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, someone has said, rather than asking, is this or that a grounds for divorce, Often the question should be, is that or this grounds for forgiveness, restoration, mm. and or yes. counseling? Mm. 
Uh, Jesus was confronted by someone who asked if divorce was allowed for any reason mm-hmm. <clears throat> in Matthew 19, 3 to 10. But you have to remember that this was during the time that uh, divorce was allowed for just about any reason, mm-hmm. just like it is today with no-fault divorce. Mm-hmm. So the only reason Jesus gave was due to fornication or sexual sin, and also Matthew 5.32 talks about that. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul gave the second reason, abandonment by an unbeliever in 1 Corinthians 7.13-15, but it could also be that an unrepentant believer in Christ who abandons their believing spouse, because a confronted unrepentant believer in sin should be treated as a heathen or an unbeliever, according to Jesus in Matthew Mm -hmm. 18.15-17. So, Scott, yeah, I know where you're going with this, Tim. Yeah, go for it. You know, and I'll tell you what, uh, there's, maybe there's listeners out there that are thinking to themselves, okay, I, I, I've left this person, I've divorced, this other relationship is going to be so promising, it's going to be so much better, it's going to be a great thing, and, and they're thinking selfishly, what is this other person going to do for me mm-hmm. uh, that the first person didn't do for me, mm-hmm. that, there, that this, this next one is going to do for me? And, and that is completely uh, f- uh, putting aside and not thinking about what are they bringing into, what, what am I bringing into yeah, this? And so, so tragically, tragically, a lot of couples don't take the step of hard work of bringing this to, to and I want to say church leadership, but I mean, there's people that they should be talking about in the process, through the process of the difficulties, mm-hmm. professional counselors, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So that divorce is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Now, to those of you that have gone down this path and, and have already, you know, uh, been divorced and all, I, I, we at Family Life do not look upon that as saying, okay, you can't be forgiven, absolutely. it's all done and over. No. Yeah, what we are always saying is you are in a relationship now. Come to our weekend, get the good blueprints, mm-hmm. and now work on making on that relationship. relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. making it the best it can be because now you know better. Mm-hmm. We're trying to provide that now you know better kind of mm-hmm. scenario, which is biblical. It's scriptural. Right. You'll find all that in the, in the Bible, but that's a much better place to go than finding yourself in court trying to <laughs> sue or get out of or, or get your half of the pie, mm-hmm. whatever that is, that the... Think of the ripple effect, the, the, the people that are being impacted by this process, the difficulty, the, the challenges to children, the ripping apart. Yes. Pam, in other episodes, you talked about legacy. You don't, you don't want that legacy. Right. And yet you find yourself, if, again, if the listener's hearing this saying, oh, I've done this thing, or I'm in the midst of this thing, and I'm tearing things apart, but I know it's going to be so much better. Because the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's exactly. just you're bringing your stuff. You had talked yeah. about that before, Pam. What is the thought in your mind right. about Well, it's two imperfect people trying to make a perfect relationship, and that cannot be done yeah. without God's help. It'll never be perfect. Nothing yeah. in this world ever will be. But right. it can be with through family life and counseling and those things, it can be so much better and uh, enjoyable. Are we willing to do the work? I think we've talked about before. We have so much resource. We have so everything is there. The problem is, am I willing? Yes. You know, and I, I hear people talk about how miserable marriage is, and that's so sad. Mm-hmm. When you take some yes. this gift that God yeah. gave us, mm-hmm. why does marriage have to be miserable? I remember when Pam and I got married almost forty years ago. People were betting that we wouldn't make it over a year. One of my one guy said to me, "Well, enjoy the first year because it goes downhill after that." Listen, 
40 years and still going, and it just gets better and it better. Does. Yeah. We does. beat the statistics. We beat the statistics. <laughs> yes, we did. It's so true. I mean, 38, <clears throat> excuse me, 38 years of marriage to Catherine for us. And I think, gosh, there's so many things we've worked through in those mm-hmm. years. So many hard, hard things. Yeah. Well, lots right. of easy things, difficult things, but so many really difficult things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as that time goes on, it's the depth of that relationship, the sweetness of working mm-hmm. through that, the work together of. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trade that in for anything. Well, that's what brings the blessing. That's right. You know, when we say in covenant vow, for better, for worse, mm-hmm. for sickness, health Mm -hmm. maybe we don't like the worst part maybe we don't like the sickness Mm -hmm. part and yet how does god show himself often but in Mm -hmm. blessing us through the journey of those times Mm -hmm. well i'm 58 and pam has made me pam has said i owe her 40 good years so i gotta live till i'm at least 98 (laughs) to get that in Well, we have something unique coming up. Uh, actually, because of COVID, we haven't had that for a mm. year or so. But this fall, the Weekend Remembers are coming back to Pittsburgh with Family Life. There's two to select from. One's October 29th to the 31st is at the Marriott North in Cranberry, mm. and also November 12th to the 14th. And so if you have struggles in your marriage or you want your marriage to go from good to great, uh, we hope that you'll mm-hmm. join us for that this yeah. fall. You can go to weekendtoremember.com and use the promo code Weekend Together to receive $100 off. You can call Tom, too, for counseling at 724-672-3670. And we hope to see you again next Sunday night for another Help and Hope for Families.